0: Hey there, and welcome to the City Lights Podcast. City Lights is a church located in the northwestern part of Richmond, Virginia. For more information about City Lights, you can visit us at wearecitylights.com. Now, enjoy today's message. Now, I'm not trying to depress you, but the world is a sad place right now. Come on, who agrees with that? Just go on Facebook for like five minutes and all of your happiness will be completely drained. I mean like all the way. I mean we have groups of people fighting each other. We have extreme amount of political idol worship worshiping happening. Riots. A virus that might join forces with another virus to make the ultimate virus to take out the world. I mean we got Carol Baskins on Dancing with the Stars. It's a sad world man. It's A sad world after all. It's, okay, I mean, it's a sad world. It's crazy out there. Now, we are concluding a series today called Emotions, where we looked at the emotions of Jesus. And one of the emotions that Jesus had was sadness. Jesus at times was sad. But Jesus also had an emotion of great joy. He also experienced much joy. So, what I want to do, real fast, before we continue in the message, I want to give you permission to be sad. Yeah, you heard me say it. I want to give you permission to be sad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad about virtual school. Maybe that's really challenging for you. Maybe you're a senior in high school and you're really looking forward to finishing out your senior year in, in, in public school. It's okay to be sad if you're single. And you desire companionship, but you haven't met someone yet. It's okay to be sad when you see hate all over the news. It's okay to be sad when you experience life disappointments. It's okay to be sad because it might not be all right right now, but it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Trust me, it's going to be all right. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that we have to be fake it till you make it kind of people. We don't have to be, oh, you know, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Come on, could I get an amen someone? No, no, sometimes God doesn't feel good. Sometimes life happens and it hurts and it does not feel good. But I got a big old booty butt today. But in the chaos of life, even when chaos can feel like a ladder, we can still choose joy. We can choose joy again. And so what I want to do today, I want to give you three ways that you can choose joy no matter what is happening in your life. Okay, so here you go. This is not going to be a profound message. It's not going to be a fancy message. I'm not going to say anything new or anything like that. This is just a classic, simple, we're going to follow the footsteps of Jesus kind of message, okay? Because Jesus felt sadness, but Jesus also chose joy. So first way to choose joy, choose joy by spend more time with God. Plain and simple, spend more time with God. Now, this is one of the simplest things to say, but one of the hardest things for people to do. When I was a youth pastor, students would often come up to me and say, Pastor Jacob, I just don't feel God's presence. I just don't feel God's presence. And so I would ask them questions. You know, I would ask them, what are they reading in the Bible? Are they doing any devotionals, listening to worship music, praying, things like that? And the response almost all the time would be, well, I just don't have any time. I don't have any time to, to do those things. So to that response, I would always tell them, do this for me. Pull out your phone. Go to your settings. Go to your screen time on, in your settings. Now tell me how much time you have spent on social media and on your internet browser. And they would hesitate all the time. And, and, and yes, students, every time, would average... Hours and hours on media outlets. I mean, and so that's where all their time was going. It's not that they didn't have time for God. They had time. They prioritized their time in social media and other things like that. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm talking to you, and you some grown people, hopefully, I'm talking to you right now. I'm not going to tell you to take out your phone and do all that stuff. But on your own time, if you feel like you don't have time for God, or you, don't, you haven't spent time with God, take out your phone, go to your settings, Look at your screen time and see how much time you spend on, on social media, how much time you spend on news apps, things of that nature. Because here's the thing, the bad news, and we experienced a lot of bad news this year. I mean, we experienced a lot of sad news, but here you go. There's more coming. The winter is coming, and I hear it's going to be a long winter this year. See, see, but how are we going to prepare for it? And what we got to do is we got to look and see how jesus dealt with sadness how jesus dealt with bad news so we have a story in the bible we're going to look at and to give a little context to this story jesus was often at his saddest when he performed some of his biggest miracles in this context Jesus' best friend john the baptist was murdered by king herod and this is what happens check this out matthew 14 starting verse 12 john's disciples came and took John's body and buried it. Then they went to Jesus and told him. See, Jesus is out among the people. He's living out his calling. He's preaching. He's teaching. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And then this bad news comes at him. And isn't it interesting how you can be where you're supposed to be, doing what you felt you're supposed to be doing, trying to live for God, trust God, obey God, do your best. And even when you're doing your best, bad news still comes at you. Sad things still happen to you. Same thing happened to Jesus here. But I want you to see the response of Jesus. It continues, it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately To a solitary place. Now I want you to notice a few things here. Jesus acknowledges the sadness. Jesus acknowledges the sadness. He doesn't bury it deep down inside because here's the truth. We all know buried sadness will come out in unhealthy expressions later in your life. And and just another thing, just to let you know, most of the sin that we do, most of the sin that you do, is really just you searching for relief from undealt with pain. That's really what happens when it comes to sin. We're we're searching for relief. But Jesus acknowledges the sadness and he acknowledges the pain. His best friend is gone. And Jesus, and because Jesus is healthy, because he's a healthy person, that's why we can follow the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus shows us how to live a healthy life. And Jesus, who is healthy, his response is to take this sadness to God. He immediately takes the sadness to God. This is how Jesus worked on choosing joy. He willingly spends time with God. Jesus spends time with God. This is crazy to me. This is crazy. Jesus knew it was necessary to be in an active, fluent relationship with God. Yet, if you look at the life of a believer, prayer, devotional time, spending time with God is something that we do at best once a week if that and I may be being generous with that. see 31 times in the gospels it mentions Jesus being alone to pray. here's just a couple of examples that I found Luke 5:16 it says this but Jesus often notice that word you can highlight that word Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. From the noise, he prayed, he went, he withdrew from the noise from the media, from people, and he prayed. Matthew 14, 23 says this after Jesus had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to what? Pray. Later that night, he was there alone. So he prayed throughout the night. Bible verses on and on about Jesus praying and spending time with God. So if the Son of God needs to spend time with his heavenly father, then we must need to do the same thing we need to spend time with God and I want to be practical here today I want to be super practical because some of you may be like Pastor Jacob I ain't trying to spend hours in my prayer closet you know spending time with God I ain't saying you got to do all that which may not be the worst thing for you to do that every once in a while but I'm not saying you got to do all of that but what I am saying you need to spend some time with God you need to spend some time with God. Two of the most simple and effective ways I like to spend life-giving time with God is by doing um, one, one of these two things. The first one is called SOAP devotionals. you heard me talk about this before. SOAP Devotional, that's a written devotional. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. And every day on our City Lights Facebook and Twitter, We post a daily soap verse so that you can engage with God daily. We we set it up for you. So all you got to do, you take the verse and you can just start writing. You can start doing that. And here you go. This upcoming week, this Monday, if you do it every day this week, I guarantee you will see an instant difference in your life. Guarantee it. 100%. Another one is the 15. I love this one. The 15, I call it 15 because you spend five minutes reading the Bible Five minutes writing in your journal, five minutes in prayer, and you have 15 minutes to give to God. Check this out. Let's lean in a little bit closer. Jesus gave his entire life for you. You can give him 15 minutes of your day. You can do that. Next thing is this. Starting next week, we're going to be doing a message series called Dangerous Prayers, and we're going to learn how to pray prayers that can bring life transformation to us into our world. You don't want to miss that and you want to invite people out to that. It's going to be really good. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, friends. I hope that City Lights and what we see from the Bible is that God wants you to know him. Not just know him intellectually in your brain or know about him, but God wants you to know him intimately, personally, passionately. See, you can know Fox News, CNN, TikTok, whatever you want to know, or you can choose to know the creator of the entire universe who holds the whole world in his hands. He hasn't failed and he won't start with you. This is what Jesus did to choose joy. He chose to spend time with God. And here's the thing, who you spend your time with equals who you see as important and valuable so don't say we don't have time to pray because every time your phone vibrates every time your phone rings you have time to pick it up and look at it don't you so if you got time for your smartphone you got time for Jesus come on church choose joy by spending time with God the apostle Peter tells us this cast all your anxieties on the news nope Cast all your anxieties on Facebook and let everyone comment their crazy comments on it? No, nope. Cast all your anxiety on God. Because why? Why do we cast all anxieties on God? Because he cares for you. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who created the sea and all that is in it, cares about you. I love how the contemporary English puts it. It says this, God cares for you cares for you. So turn all your worries over to him. Just turn them over to him. I told you this is is some simple preaching today. Nothing fancy today. I got some simple straightforward preaching with you. No fancy Nancy going on right now. Second way to choose joy today is this productive rest over trying to do more all the time. Productive rest over trying to do more all the time. Now, before I get into this, I got to speak to, I got I to gotta address something. I got to talk to people who who tend to be lazy. I got to talk to lazy. Rest and laziness is not the same thing. Rest and laziness are not the same thing. Sleeping in every day. You can sleep in every once in a while. But sleeping in every day, putting things off to the last minute, doing the bare minimum just to pass by. That is not biblical rest. That is laziness and laziness is a sin. God has given us 24 hours in the day and we need to sleep at least six to eight. But what you do with that other time determines what you believe is most important. So again, that's why, again, that's why sin is so bad. You know, you know it's not just the sinful activity that we do that's bad. Sin drains your time. Send drains your time, time that you can be using to better yourself, better other people, better this world. And And I just wanted to say that laziness, sleeping in all the time, I mean, it's not rest. It's actually more exhausting when you do that. Um, but but so but what is productive rest? Productive rest. The word productive means producing something good. So so that's good. You want to produce something good with your life. Jesus tells us this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." Now the phrase "I will give you rest" m- means to give an intermission from labor or to be refreshed. I like that. In the Greek, we see two words here. We see ana and powo. So ana meaning upwards up and powo meaning to cease or stop. So to rest is when we are refreshed by looking up to God and stopping from the busyness of life. That's why sleeping in isn't necessary rest or binge watching TV isn't necessarily rest. Rest comes when our souls are refreshed by looking upwards towards Jesus and stopping the busyness. Check out what Jesus does in this story. He's by himself spending time with God. Then this happens. Verse 13 says this. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, check this out. He had... Compassion on them and healed their sick. So here's Jesus. He got away for a while to pray, to spend time with God, but the people came to him. And another interesting thing to me no matter how sad you are, no matter how sad life events are, life does not stop. Life doesn't stop. Who knows that's true? If you're a parent, you're dealing with some stuff, guess what? Your kids still need you. Your workplace still needs you. Your friends and your family, they still need you. Life does not stop. But this response from Jesus to the crowd comes from a place of productive rest. This is not a do more mentality or no days off, hashtag no days off mindset. See, what Jesus does, he leads from a place of rest. And when we lead from a place of rest, then we can do our best. Jesus is sad. He is hurt. And we see the humanity of Jesus in this moment, even though he's going through it. My favorite Bible verse says that he saw them, was moved with compassion, and healed the sick. Healed the sick. When I read this verse, I don't see Jesus having to do a whole bunch of things he's not like oh i gotta do this now oh i gotta do this and that even though i'm dealing with this no i see him leading from a place of rest he's serving loving healing bringing hope that's why i like the idea of productive rest like for me i can refresh my soul upwards when i work out with sean t every day come on dig deeper um, it's wrestle for me when i clean my house and I think and pray while I clean my house. And when I, when I go to the park with Kingsley, that's restful for me to see her have joy. Or when I spend real quality time with Aaron, talking about good things, it's, it's, it's restful. Writing a message and preaching, that time and development, is restful for my soul. That, those things bring me joy. And I encourage you to do things, to find hobbies and habits that fill up your cup when you are running low. And live from a place of rest and not stress. So last way, here you go. Last way to choose joy is this. Make a difference in someone else's life. Make a difference in someone else's life. Now, this is the thing that should separate Jesus followers from people who who are just in the world, from everyone else. When the world is going crazy, when the news is producing only divisive stories, when all hell is breaking loose, guess what, friends? We have the hope of Jesus. We have the hope of glory in Jesus. And we live from that place. We live from a place of hope. We don't live from a place of fear or from a place of being a victim or a place of worry and distress and anger and frustration, but we can live in a confident state of knowing the finished work on the cross is our hope that Jesus defeated the whole world and he says we can take heart and choose him now I want you to see this friends I really want you to get this Jesus gets the news his best friend is dead he's sad he's heartbroken he withdraws and he spends time with God People come after him because life does not stop even when we're sad. Jesus, from a place of rest, heals people, loves on people. Then he takes it up one more notch. He takes it up one more notch. Check this out. Verse 15 says this As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We here only have five loaves of bread and two fish The answer. And then Jesus says, bring them here to me. I love this. And I really want you to get this. Jesus, Savior of the world, in his heartbreak and his sadness, still knew that his life mattered to the people around him. And I'm telling you this because depression Depression has tried to take some of you out. Anxiety has been working hard to take you out. Fear, fear has been doing two a days in your life. Two things I want you to see about the nature of Jesus here in this story. First thing is this. Jesus Jesus spoke to the crowd. He healed the sick. He fed them spiritually. So Jesus feeds us spiritually. But Jesus saw that they were hungry And he also wanted to feed their hunger. So no matter what's happening in your life, Jesus wants to feed your spirit and meet your needs. So you don't have to stress. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be in doubt because Jesus knows your needs and he wants to meet them. Second thing is this. Jesus spent time with God, and because he had rest, Jesus was able to hear God's voice over the disciples. Check this out real fast. The disciples, and I believe they were probably meaningful what they were trying to do, but they told him, hey, we got to send these people home. It's late. This is a remote place. They're like, this ain't good. You got this bad news. Come on, we just need to, we just need to go away. But because Jesus understood the voice of God, and because Jesus discovered his purpose and knew that he was here to make a difference, Jesus understood that real joy comes from making a difference in someone else's life. And in his heartbreak, he performs one of his biggest miracles. They bring him bread and fish and Jesus breaks it and they feed over 15,000 people. This incredible scene. Now lean in again. Lean in again and I want you to get this. I want to speak to some people directly. Probably a lot, if not most of you. This you've been going through some heartbreak. Come on. Let's be vulnerable for a second. You've been going through some heartbreak. You lost a loved one recently, maybe in the past year or so, and that sadness has not gone away. Maybe you experienced a divorce. You didn't see it coming. You're still trying to find your identity. COVID-19 came and it stopped everything and maybe you lost your job, lost your business, had plans that didn't happen. Maybe you've been dealing with an addiction for way too long and every single time you feel like you got out of it, you slip back into it. Relationships are broken, friendships separated, and you just feel sad. You feel sad, depressed, anxiety. And just have to say something because we do serve an amazing God who's full of love and grace. It is in your time of heartbreak in your season of depression when anxiety has tried to take the best of you that God can produce his best miracle in your life. You do not have to give up. You are not done. God is not done with you. The sadness, the pain, the heartbreak has to bow at the feet of Jesus. And friends, I want you to get this. Jesus' heart was broken in the garden. The Bible says he had anxiety so high that sweat had drops of blood. Yet in his pain, he went to the cross. He died a death he did not deserve. And three days later, he rose from the grave. It was in his heartbreak that Jesus willingly gave up his life for, the, for humanity. He said, pain, come on, sadness, we're going to deal with you. But I will make a difference with my life. And friends, you can make a difference with your life, even in your pain, even in your heartache. Even in your confusion, you don't have to have all, your, all the answers figured out. But you can choose joy today and make a difference. So I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with this thought. Choose joy. Choose joy by spending time with God. Choose joy by finding productive rest in your life. Don't overwork yourself. Choose joy by making a difference in someone else's life. Bow your heads with me. Let's pray. God, we come to you right now and we give you our sadness. We give you our broken relationships, our hurts, our fears, frustrations. We lay it all at your feet, Jesus. And we hold on to the truth that your word says you are the prince of peace. So God, I pray that you give peace to people. Holy Spirit, come and bring joy, hope. Like Jesus in this story, Lord, give us the ability to come to you in our distress, in our worry, in our anxiety. We come to you. Even right now, I feel like there's some people that just had negative voices speaking to them for way too long. So, so God, I pray protection over that. Over that right now, that those negative voices will be gone and they will be replaced with your promises over them. That you have a plan and a purpose for their life. That you have not given up on them. And you feel like there's some people that. Just habit of spending time with you just seems like something they can't do. Oh, that's for someone else. Yep, I feel that. There's some people who say, Oh, spending time with God, but that that oh that's for the, the super Christians. So that's what the no no. I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying God wants to hear your voice. God wants to know you more. Even some people, you say, Well, I'm so busy, and, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, if you're that busy, you definitely need to add time for him. So come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Maybe you're checking us out for the first time or maybe you're listening to our podcast and you never made a decision to trust Jesus with your life. You don't know this Jesus I've talked about personally. You know him, but you wanna know him intimately and emotionally, spiritually. If that's you, if you wanna make a decision to trust Jesus with your life, Wherever you are, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Nothing fancy, just where you are. Just say this, Jesus, forgive me for my mistakes. Make me new. Today, I trust you with my life. Today, I follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out the City Lights podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can go to wearecitylights.com slash give or you can text any dollar amount to 84321. Thanks for joining us today.